guys and welcome to Cup of Tea and Talks with G, a place where the natural and random conversation amongst friends, family and peers flow over a cuppa. Relaxed, funny and easygoing conversations where nothing is off limits and tangents are encouraged. Think of the chatty, fun and open conversations you have around the table when catching up with someone and you think, oh my god, imagine if somebody overheard what we're talking about because the conversation's gone down the most random and funny tangents. Well, that's what this podcast will be. I'll be speaking to different people from different walks of life with different experiences in each episode. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey everyone and welcome back to Cup of Tea and Talks with G. In this week's episode I'm speaking to um, one of my really good friends Elaine um, and this episode's actually recorded while I'm here in the UK and Elaine is in Perth in Australia and um, so it's my first sort of like time difference transatlantic episode um, and it's definitely one of the biggest biggest pros of doing the episodes via zoom and online and um, because obviously I wouldn't have been able to speak to Elaine um, well not anytime soon anyway if I was still recording in person but yeah we are talking about I suppose Elaine's experience and whole yeah like view and story of living and dealing with anxiety this is sort of a bit of a different episode or different topic from what anything I've covered before now um, and that has been for a few reasons really Elaine, actually, we got speaking about recording this episode, probably, I don't know, the days following when I first started the uh, the podcast. So July 2020, me and Elaine started talking about it and it's only going out now, May 2021. And that's for a few reasons. Like I said, I obviously want to talk about so many and different topics. That's why I don't really have a niche. I don't sort of put myself into a bracket of, you know, business podcast, relationship podcast, like anything like that, because it keeps it open to have loads of different important conversations. But yeah, obviously when it comes to mental health, mindset and just health in general, I'm always a little bit cautious because I want to make sure when I'm talking about it or when um, it's coming up on my podcast that I'm doing it justice and that um, I'm sensitive to it, that, you know, there's always an awareness around it and that there's always some sort of purpose behind it, really. But yeah, when Elaine reached out, obviously I was aware somewhat of her journey, but probably not to the extent of as I am now after having this conversation. But I knew that she'd been dealing with it for a long time and obviously had I suppose a long-term experience of it so I thought she'd actually be a really good guest to have on and then talking about anxiety in general um, obviously mental health and all of that is such a big umbrella and obviously it splits down into various different um, topics and I think sometimes sometimes anxiety can be a little bit sort of like almost we can be flippant about it or you know disregard it in the mental health sphere just because it sort of doesn't seem as detrimental which obviously isn't the case but anxiety and feeling anxious and all of that can sort of just be put down to different things as opposed to actually being recognized as a medical and a mental health struggle so yeah obviously there's a lot of conversation around this so anyone who you know could potentially be triggered or you know, doesn't want to hear this type of conversation, I obviously would recommend you either don't listen or, or listen back at a time when you feel more able to do so. But yeah, like I said, Elaine sort of shares her her journey, where it started, 
how it sort of manifested for her and now sort of on the other side how she sort of learned to live with it cope with it what she does to sort of deal with it when it starts to flare up and sort of that whole side of it so um yeah really really important conversation and definitely a topic that I do want to talk about more but like I said the reason I haven't done it was was a very much a, a conscious reason just because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just talking about you know talking about something that I didn't really have an understanding of I've not lived with it I've not dealt with anxiety to the extent and um, that we speak about today thankfully but I do sort of try and educate myself and sort of you know really really hone my understanding further when it comes to topics like this so and definitely after speaking to Elaine um, I can understand it a little bit more and I hope you know anyone else who's similar to me and um, that you sort of feel like that afterwards too I have put in the show notes just some different helplines if if this sort of this episode or what Elaine is saying resonates with anybody you know maybe it is something that you might sort of want additional help with or you don't really know where to go so I'm only going to put some notes in regards to the likes of the Samaritans and other helplines that you can ring initially but yeah Elaine sort of gives her tips in it as well and the main thing is just to talk or reach out to somebody so um like I said I've got the numbers in the show notes but yeah just reach out whether that is to your GP a family member a friend or one of these helplines just to initially get that ball rolling and potentially you know see what sort of additional help that you can get so I'm going to stop rabbiting on massive 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 thank you to Elaine it sounds weird to say this because obviously we're talking about anxiety and mental health but this is actually a really fun an enjoyable episode so there you go a bit of an oxymoron there but I was editing this one in a coffee shop this week and I had to stop myself so many times like actually laughing out loud because the way Elaine says things and sort of explains things it doesn't feel all doom and gloom you know it's some really sad and scary things that she talks about but she puts it into the human perspective and yeah just no I normalizes the whole thing and I think anything to do with mental health the more we can normalize it, make it a normal conversation, an everyday conversation and something that isn't so taboo. Um, and Elaine most definitely does that. So thank you so, so much again, Elaine. You're a superstar. Loved having this conversation with you. And I really hope you guys enjoy listening to it too. Hi, Elaine. Hi, Gronya. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh no, thanks for coming on. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, this is Elaine, um, Elaine Crosby, and we've known Hi. each other now, <laughs> like, well, I know now it's oh, like 11 God. years because obviously your story came up the other day. Um, so yeah. tiny backstory, me and Elaine worked together in a hair salon at home um, and we didn't even work together for that long. That's the bit that blows my mind massively is we only worked together for probably about seven or eight months maybe and then Elaine went to Australia and 10 years later she is still in Australia which is just crazy (laughs) can you believe it's mad I know no it actually freaks me out and I think about it I genuinely think like where have those 10 years gone no me too it's so creepy yeah so much has happened like just so much like it's crazy and um, Elaine's it's in smart. Perth in Australia as well so thankfully we got um, to see her a few years ago when we were out that way yes which was so weird as well like we were, you were telling me there about your garden and I was like I know it I've seen it I've seen the fence I know, you know what it's mad. <laughs> and that's getting Nathan coming down the driveway and just giving me a hug and being like all right darling <laughs> well it was as if I always knew who's this <laughs> that's Nate oh my god anyone who knows Nate that is Nate 
yeah everyone's like <laughs> we met before and I'm like no he's just he's just really friendly <laughs> he just likes oh, to make really friends friendly. he's yeah, so he really nice is. so Elaine me and Elaine have been messaging about this for ages actually about coming on and doing this topic and I haven't actually really done this type of episode um for a few reasons but obviously I want to talk about loads of different things I always want to talk about topics that affect people that people relate to um, that are important but at the same time I always want to make sure that I'm doing it in the best way and that I'm knowledgeable enough and also sensitive enough to certain topics that are a little bit more sensitive so like I said Elaine literally messaged me when the podcast had started and we got talking and we said actually it'd be really good to do a podcast episode about anxiety I think your exact phrase was if you want to delve into an my anxiety ridden brain or something for a day then give us a shout and I was like perfect <laughs> sounds oh, perfect all kinds of crazy in here Grania. I hope you're prepared <laughs> oh I am <laughs> but yeah before we even get into any of that keeping with the topic what I've had a cup of tea it's, oh yeah because obviously we're recording this remotely so at the moment it's 11 o'clock in the morning here what time is it there like 6 p.m it is six o'clock in the evening Australian time I'll never get my head around the time difference. It just blows my mind. Like, Grania, I've been here 10 years and every time I call home, my mother says to me, what time is it? <laughs> I do like, that. Seriously, woman. Honestly, whenever I speak to Neve, I'm like, what time is it? And she's like, just add on seven or eight. Like it hasn't changed. And all. But it just blows my mind. because I'm like, is it tomorrow? No, it's still today. I know. It's yeah. mad thinking that I'm home from work and all. And you're only getting started. I know. Work, you know, I know. It's, it's so weird. We had it when we were there for the new years. And obviously we came into the year. I can't remember what year it was. 2017 while Ireland was still in 2016. And I just felt like I was like the biggest space cadet. I was like, I'm in the future. <laughs> you are all in the past. <laughs> come join me <laughs> it is a bit mad <laughs> it's so weird like oh yeah anyway that could be a podcast topic all on its own um <laughs> but yeah I've just had my breakfast and I've just had my cup of tea but what is your cup of tea or a hot drink of choice Elaine I've just had my cup of tea so just it? your usual Irish tea Grania yeah just same as black me. tea bag yeah milk and one sugar exactly the same I couldn't remember because obviously in the salon we all like had a lot of hot drinks that's probably where my cup of tea addiction came from because I never really drank hot drinks before probably. that but it was just something to do and it was like I need a cup of tea we're break. passing the time some days it was passing the time some days it was an excuse for a break it depended on what day of the week it fell but yeah, yeah. I just I, I just know and I used to have you know we used to have them little paper sachet things I used to have five oh, of them, my stop. cup of tea that that was probably about oh. three and a half sugars like and I'd have five of them and I Jesus God. <laughs> you know and I remember Dennis be giving out he's like I'm gonna start charging you for using all them sugars <laughs> have all these wrappers on the side and I'd be like no I made more than one cup of tea but it wasn't it was my five sugar tea and um, so I'm a little bit more grown up now my sugars aren't that excessive I'm but yeah he didn't charge <laughs> Do you remember when we when he started saying we were going to have to pay for the cans of mineral in the fridge? Oh, I was just like, oh, yeah. fuck's sake. I loved having the cans of mineral. Okay, for everyone listening, mineral means oh, yeah. soft drink. Yeah, Cokes sorry. or Sprite or whatever. We call it mineral. I still I say mineral over mean, here. Like, I'm like, oh, I just want like vodka mineral or something. Everyone's like, what? I what? forget. Yeah. <laughs> Elaine's a lot a lot more um, clued into the to lingo. I get it so wrong even here. I think probably been in Australia it's probably a little bit worse in the sense that people have literally no clue what you're talking about no no it gets very frustrating when you're speaking to someone obviously it's not so bad now but remember first moving out here and working in retail and people be looking at you going what what sorry 
Yeah. And in my head, I'd be like, I can speak in English. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. You say it, it again. It's very frustrating. Yeah, it really is. I just want to say, I always say to the boys I work with, like, I would be so much funnier if you could actually understand what I'm saying. <laughs> if you understood me and got my level of sarcasm, we would be. <laughs> hey, sarcastic. Yeah, no, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing you up with somebody else, Elaine. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, before we actually get into it, and obviously it's April 2021, why don't just give us all an idea how's life in Australia at the moment? Because I know it's pretty much polar opposite to the rest of the world, but obviously we can live vicariously through all you guys. Okay, so don't hate me, but um, I had to download Zoom for this. I, could never I know. Use it. When you literally were like, um, Zoom is saying this, I was like, that fecker hasn't had to use Zoom in the last year. Yeah. And I can't understand anyone that's gotten away for this year and not use Zoom. I've not had to use Zoom. Um. We had to wear a mask for about 10 days in February because there was one person yeah. who had coronavirus. Apart from that, I didn't. I was talking to home at like Christmas, you know, mm. and my sister said something about masks. And I was like, I don't even own one. And she was like, what? It's like, we just, the yeah. minute it happened, WA government just shut the airports, shut the borders. No, we went into like a six week lockdown, like yeah. everyone else initially, where like there was there was still shops and stuff but no pub or whatever then they phased it like they opened it back up x amount of people but you had to have food that didn't really bother me like to be honest my life did not change no. I got up and went to work every day it, it like our lives haven't changed like I was out last weekend at the pub living up I'm going on a hen's weekend this weekend like oh it's so sorry. crazy no I'm here for it though because like like in some ways like uh, it does sicken me but then at the same time I'm like no if other places are doing it like we'll be back there soon but like you I can think, get there yeah I think it's just the fact that you did it like you say at the time you did it proper strict and just it's went the airport for, like, I'm convinced it's the airport I mean yeah. like, I don't need to be getting political on your podcast but um, <laughs> get political I, don't I really mind. I really do think it was the whole just shut the airport yeah and like say you shut them for a short period so that it's like a less of a long-term effect type thing. Like obviously you can't close them completely. There was still flights coming in, but they limited the amount of flights they're accepting every day. And mm. the people getting off those planes were brought straight to hotels, yeah. quarantined for two weeks, tested every couple of days, and then they were let back out. Yeah. They've only started doing that here, and I think in Ireland, but like it's the same thing. All I'm seeing in the news is people breaking out of these quarantine hotels. And I'm like it still doesn't sound like you're doing them right. Like there was that whole thing with two girls or whatever went missing from a quarantine hotel when they were let out for a cigarette break. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really feel like that's the same thing. Cause like say when you guys did, I remember watching someone's story. They didn't even have a balcony. They weren't allowed to open a window. They weren't allowed to go into the hallway of the hotel. Like it was, you're in this room and that's it. But that's what people do to expect when they were coming over. Yeah. We'll get there. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. I'm glad you guys are. And then you make the choice. Is it worth it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's, I think nobody's way. nobody's going to travel like at the moment to Australia for like a two week holiday because you'd spend it in a hotel. Um, but like if you're moving two weeks out of however long, like it would be worth it. I'd do it. Yeah, I'll do it now. I'll do it now. I might over? do it. Yeah, I might do it and just go over <laughs> for six months. Let this shit show just take its course over here and then come back when things settle down. At least you can do stuff. And the, like, oh, I see the grand. Yeah, don't like between the beaches and everything. I'm like, no. You'd never get rid of me again. A second time, that's it. I'll be there for good. <laughs> we are a bit spoiled. It's very, very nice here. It is. I, I've been, <clears throat> uh, we only there for like, I think it wasn't even a week, maybe just shy of a week or maybe just above a week. I cannot remember. The whole thing is a bit of a blur, but I just loved it over there. Like just mm. loved the lifestyle. 
like just just like when it came to like the evenings and stuff like usually I find like if I go to work and then I come home in the evening it's like right, I have a dinner chill out and then go to bed whereas over there it was like no there's still half the day left to go like let's go to the beach let's like go for food let's go for drinks but it was like on a Wednesday so nobody went crazy but it was still sociable I just I just thought it was amazing such a deadly place if anyone's never been I'm here like signposting for Australia go to Australia but go to Perth because it was really nice there and that's all I know it is it's beautiful here it's very very laid back very yeah. chilled yeah that 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 was it as well I think that's what Nate said he was like he's like I just felt like you just as soon as you stepped off the plane I just felt like I fully immersed into like nothing really matters it's fine it'll work yeah. itself out and I was like this yeah. is so lovely like I've never had that before so yeah, definitely, definitely recommend it. Right. So we've spoke about a little bit about you and how we met and Australia um, and I suppose all of that stuff. So like I said, we are going to talk about, I suppose, your experiences and your, um, I just suppose, your yeah, your whole journey and that with, I suppose, living and dealing with anxiety. I have to admit, like, I don't have loads of info on anxiety and stuff. I just sort of want to sort of take it from from you. Um, I suppose it goes without saying to anyone listening, this is just Elaine's experience. So I was going to say the same thing. Did you have a wrote in red pen? Like, this is not no, medical. No, but I just, I always want to make a point of saying this is just my experience. Yeah. And I'm not qualified to give anyone advice. So I can just tell you what yeah. I've dealt with. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's, that sort of fits with a lot of things, though. Like, anything somewhat medical medically related there's no ever situation that's exactly the same so um like I say this is Elaine's experience some of it might resonate some of it might be different if you've experienced similar but and I'll put it in the show notes but the main thing to do is if you are sort of any which way struggling or feeling like you need help just reach out I'm going to put some different helplines and that in the the show notes but um yeah just reach out to someone to your GP to any of the hotlines or anything like that because that will will obviously be able to sort of start your process and like like I say when we get into it what Elaine's done will help her but what other people have done will help them and you just need to find that route yourself but I do hope it helps and I suppose normalizes it and makes it feel yeah I think like just sharing your experience like say whether somebody has similar or different it just normalizes things and we just need to make so many more things normal like anything to do with medical Mm -hmm. anything to do with illnesses anything to do with mental health the more we talk about it it seems like less of a taboo and a less of a I don't know this hidden secret type thing so before we even get started thank you so much for coming on and talking about this Elaine because I know it's 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 the nicest topic to talk about but at the same time I think it's really really important so I do appreciate you obviously coming on and opening up and being honest and as I'm saying that it's 11 11 so um yeah everyone can make a wish even if you're not listening to this yeah so (laughs) there you go it's a sign right so let's get started then so I suppose going right back to the beginning or I suppose as you can remember what's your first like memory or your first experience of when you started to notice I suppose you were starting to suffer with your anxiety or I suppose even even at the start maybe like anxious feelings and stuff like that because it's hard isn't it to say am I anxious or do I have anxiety or like I do find like there's such a a scale as well as to what it is so what's your experience I'll let you go for it um I think I was born this way, to be quite honest. Um, Yeah, I know I've definitely got a predisposition to it. Like, I just go to catastrophe style thinking Mm. with everything. I suppose the earliest thing I kind of remember, I think I was about seven or eight. I was young, Mm. but um, I didn't want to go to sleep. And I remember my mum bringing me to Dr. Reg because she just put me to bed one night and I was like, don't go to sleep. She's like, why? 
like, I'm afraid to go to sleep. She was like, why? And I was like, what if I don't wake up? She was like, you're a child. Like, yeah. what? Where is this come from? Where is this coming from? But that was in my head. I was like, well, what happens in your sleep? Like, you're out cold for eight mm. hours. What happens? I don't like it. Yeah. You're basically unconscious for eight hours. It freaks me out. It still does. I don't like it. Elena, I'm, I'm 30, a 37 year old woman. I've never once had that thought. So the fact that you've put that together at the age of seven or eight, mm-hmm. like I said, just goes to show where your brain and your mind was even at such a young young age yeah and like I'm still like that now I hate going to sleep I cannot I love sleeping yeah but I can't sleep in like I'm good with I was about to say pitch black I'm good with that now but these airpods are sewn to my ears I go to sleep with them in I do everything with them Eamon plays my partner plays cricket on a Saturday we won't judge him for that I already do (laughs) So he's gone all day. I can't be in this house by myself in my head. Oh right. God, no. The AirPods are in. It's music. It's podcast. It's something. Yeah. Because it's it's just all kinds of crazy in there. Yeah. So yeah, that would be the earliest memory. But as you said, that just shows like where my head was mm. at such a young age. And that's just one example. I can't even think of more examples. Oh, I have a good one. Um, <laughs> Sorry, the reason yeah. I'm laughing is because your face just was like, oh, <laughs> You could see yeah, like a light no, I have it written down in front of me. That's why. Oh, so that was young. Yeah. You hit teenage years then. And obviously, you know, a bit more about the world. And you realize that there are things to be afraid of. Everything mm. is hunky jory. Yeah. And I will never forget the year 1999 leading up to the year 2000. You know, big oh, party yeah. from the year 2000. But, uh, you know, all this like media stuff and all that. Oh, the world's going to end all this. Yeah. For that entire year. I'm not lying. I lived in pure fear. What, 99 into the millennium? Yeah, yeah. I lived in pure fear for the whole year, right? Convinced that come December 31st, bang, we're all dead. Now, I was 15, going to be 16 in February Yeah, 2000. So, yes, I'm old. Um, (laughs) No, you're not. I just remember, like, me and my friend Pauline used to sit in my kitchen every night, listening to radio, LMFM, to go to Radio Radio Romance. Romance. (laughs) Right? And every time the news come on on the hour, I would switch the volume right down. And Paul was like, what are you doing? Like, oh, it just annoys me. I couldn't listen to the news because for oh some reason God. I thought it was going to be announced on the news like that the world is ending. Oh, my God. Couldn't listen to it. Honestly, now I can see you laughing at me, but this is where my head was. No, but this makes so much it. sense. But like at the same, like I just can't like because you were still so young, like when I think mm. of when I was like 15 or 16 and I've said this before in a podcast, like my biggest worry was like, who was my top 16 on Bebo and you know what I mean like what was my MSN what were you wearing out on Friday yeah, night like and like at the time that was serious like I like but now when I look back I'm like I wish that that's what I was worrying about but like you say I mean, it just seriously. goes to show what your your brain was doing mm. even at a young age when you didn't even need to be worrying about them things necessarily but obviously you, you can't control it yeah I were I literally worried about that that whole year right and then Come New Year's Eve, one of my aunties had a massive party in her house and I was made to babysit my my little cousin in one of my other aunties' houses because I was only 15. Like, I wasn't going to be drinking. Well, not that the mother knew (laughs) that. So I'm stuck. I was like, really? I'm I'm stuck in one of my aunties' houses by myself with these two kids, literally pacing the floor in her sitting room all night thinking I'm going to die and I'm by myself. With two kids. It was awful. So I had the tally on. And there's like showing all, you know, New Year's celebrations all around the world. And next I looked and 
Australia or fly celebrate it. And I was like, oh, it's already yeah. the year 2000 over there. And they haven't died yet. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe we won't. And I'm in Australia, so I don't know if it's only bloody connection, but yeah. I know. Do you know what, though? When we that talk was about year. that, like the fact that we were in the future when it, I remember having a similar thought in regards to like, mine wasn't the millennium because I don't remember. I remember the baby alien things about the millennium. That's all I remember about 2000 hitting. Do you remember them things in the goo? The what age things. were you then? I was nine. Oh, stop. <laughs> so that's what I was I was worried if my alien was going to come alive and its eyes were going to open um, so that, <laughs> that's what the millennium was to me Elaine but I do remember 2012 and this whole big thing about 2012 like that being this year but it was like I remember obviously been old enough I would have been what age was I in 2012 I would have been like 22 would I yeah bloody hell that's nearly 10 years ago I was nearly 22 so I was old enough to understand that there was time difference in the world. And I remember being in Australia and fully understanding the fact that we're in the future. Nothing has happened. And so if I'm as stupid as this sounds, because we're all at the same time, like it's not different portals. But I remember thinking, actually, if something happens at 2012, Australia will get it first. And then we have like eight hours to sort of prepare ourselves for it. Like as stupid as that sounds. But in my head, I was like, they're ahead of us. So that's okay Because they'll let us know if something happens at 20 at midnight. Like, yeah. But yeah, it just goes to show like when when they say things like that and you don't rationally think just because we're going into 25 doesn't mean that no one else has like hours and hours ago because we're I suppose, yeah. the second half of the of the world that goes into these things based on time difference and stuff, which is just it's mental. It, but yeah, like that's that's just how my brain worked. I would preempt every sort of danger that could happen. I was terrified of everything. And that's one thing anxiety has always been for me, like you know when people are like oh my god that makes me so anxious I'm like no it doesn't it's not anxiety yeah anxiety is pure and utter fear Mm. you're just in fear in fear of everything yeah everything's going to kill you everything's going to go wrong it's just a freaking nightmare it's a living nightmare yeah and I think that's what you said there is like spot on because I'm always so wary I yeah I'm so wary and careful with like phrases and terms that I use I would say I've got a like a good understanding or empathy sympathy for like different mental health and stuff and things just not being black and white and sort of how you say things isn't necessarily what it is and all of that and I'm very like I would experience feeling anxious but I know I don't mm-hmm. have anxiety so I'm like I never say um my anxiety is this because I'm like I don't suffer with that but I have a feeling which is like nervous or even yeah. stress everyone gets anxious, anxious feelings yeah but it's yeah. not what that's normal the medical term is of anxiety that's rational yeah but I'm always so careful because like you say yeah it's it's complete lack of understanding sometimes and um I think like that because we don't talk about it enough and because it's not always shown in the media and um I think social media is getting better where people are being honest and sort of sharing things but yeah I think the fact of like being careful about what you say because like you say you, that could actually be quite upsetting and triggering to somebody who does suffer with it that I'm saying oh my god I'm so like my anxiety is so high because I'm going on a date tonight and somebody been like are you taking the piss like because it feels like you're <laughs> you're like downplaying like someone's actual situation and it's so yeah that's what and that's another reason why I said like about picking the top the podcast topics is because I always want to make sure that if somebody's listening and feels similar or has experienced similar that they don't feel like like I say, I'm, I'm lack of education on it. Um, so that's why it always helps to obviously have somebody who's lived it and experienced it and can share their their views and opinions on it too. So you said, like you say, I suppose going up to around 15, 16, 
did that just continue like did that just continue on or what was the catalyst or or when did you sort of realize actually this isn't this isn't normal you know maybe I'm experiences in experiencing things a lot more different than other people and maybe I should do something about this like what was that all about probably should have been 10 years earlier to be quite honest but um of course yeah so that's just how my brain worked and I didn't know any different because back then like we didn't have this word anxiety Mm. and I never told people that this was was in my head because I knew it wasn't rational yeah but I couldn't help the way I thought about things and the way I process things so I didn't say it out loud and then it was oh god probably around 2014 2015 it kind of started getting bad I was a bit stressed at work and it was just coming out in every way and I think it was so this is like this is all after you had moved to Australia like oh yeah that was I remember obviously because I was working with you right up to the time of you going and I remember being so excited for you but obviously I was feeling like excited nervous energy as well because obviously I was thinking what would I feel like but you did that and for anyone obviously who probably doesn't know like you went on your own like you flew, oh, yeah. as you do hate flying you hate flying terrified flew, of flying yeah so, so you like, made to the other side of the world as you do by yourself how, how was that experience in your brain um I still remember every bit of it I still I remember every minute of those flights the 12-hour flight between Germany and Singapore I didn't get up once to pee oh my god no I was just in a zone and I remember getting off the flight and thinking no actually it was before I got on I was sitting in departures in terminal two thinking what am I doing I know my mother my mother stayed outside departures for about half an hour because she was convinced I was going to come back through that I wouldn't go yeah and it's so bad to say but like I think it was a bit of a running joke but everyone was like she won't go I wouldn't go as soon as you went they were like she'll be back like Mm. and I well it's not necessarily the case but um maybe you weren't 100% sure if you'd stay either because then about six no about three or four months later my birthday came, I was 21 and I got a card in the post into the salon. <laughs> it was from Australia and it was from Elaine. And on the inside, she had sellotaped her um, key to the work salon. And to she the said, hair salon. yeah, she said, on your 21st, you get given the key to the house. Um, but seeing as I probably won't need this anymore, here's the key to the salon. But like the fact that you took that with you and that you weren't like, I know, like brought it with you. And then you're like, actually, I don't need this anymore. So you may have it. And I just remember that photo I've got a photo of it It comes up in my Facebook memory every year around upon my birthday (laughs) and it just makes me smile because I'm like number one it was so thoughtful because I was like not expecting this and then secondly the fact that like say you still had the key and how like like pivotal that is at that 21st I was like that is bloody brilliant um but yeah you were like I I think I'm not going to come back now but that was like a good few months later still it was tough um I'm not gonna lie like it's not easy it's Mm. not for everyone even now, some days I'm like, what am I doing? I'm literally the other side of the world from everything and everyone I know and love. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. That's not the home for me anymore, Grania. No, no. And I know a lot of people that have said the same because I suppose once you've set up your life there, then when you come back, things have changed, but they haven't changed that much. Like, I'm lucky in the sense that I go home, well, when I can. Not mm. at the moment, thanks but, COVID. But pre-COVID, you would have been home quite a I'm lot. Home, I'm home six six times a year like maybe yeah. give or take I can go home for a weekend so yeah things change but like I, I'm there I see them and stuff whereas like I'm aware of stuff but whereas like obviously like my friend Neve, your friend Neve, when she moved back she moved home for a few months things had changed but nothing had really changed and it was this like where yeah. do I fit back in into this this life that's exactly it like 
right, if you go to any of the pubs in Drada, the same people are sitting in the same seats yeah. on the same night of the week, right? Yeah. Nothing changes, but everything changes. Yeah. Everyone's at different stages in their lives. Like all my friends are either engaged, getting married, or married and like have two and three kids. Yeah. And I'm not doing that. Yeah. So you've no one to go out on the drink with. Yeah. No one goes out. Like everyone's at home with all their kids. You yeah. like you don't fit in anywhere. They're still your friends. But yeah, of course. You can't just be like here. I'm popping them a bottle of wine. They'd be like, you joking? Yeah. I'm putting two kids to bed and then I'm going to bed myself. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. What is Where this? are my drinking buddies? <laughs> Where's my friend? But like it's it's just, yeah, everything changes, but it's it's weird. Yeah, yeah, and that, and I think like I suppose that's probably something that you'll never really settle with you'll always have that pull I suppose about should oh, I be always. here should I be at home yeah. I don't think that will ever go away but then um, I go home right and after I'm there three days and I've seen everyone I want to see I'm like yeah no I'm good let's go back <laughs> I know I'm in the right place <laughs> I know where I'm meant to be <laughs> no that makes that makes perfect sense um so yeah like say so you did all that that big move like like say mm-hmm. to the other side of the world but still hadn't addressed how you were feeling or anything but I was fine because I didn't really like know any different granny. My brain's yeah. always been like that. I yeah, always so worry about everything. I always worry about things unnecessarily. It's it's just the way I am. But um, yeah, it started being very, very irrational mm. to the point where <laughs> this podcast going to be so long. I'm sorry, but I, I do have no stories issues. to tell you because Please go for it. <laughs> they're actually hilarious, right? So it got so bad where... I would worry about everything like every conversation I had with clients at work I would replay it in my head and go should I have said that was she offended by that is she gonna like make a complaint about me like it was just ridiculous actually ridiculous and with this customer in one it was a Friday I'll never forget it and she was the last client of the day and she'd had a massage that was fine and she came out to the counter and she was just a bit funny leaving she was just a bit weird that's fine some people are weird so off she went we were cleaning up the salon getting ready to close and I was saying to her therapist like I nearly swore <laughs> I swear I've told you this Elaine's right. trying to make I was sure saying, she doesn't swear I was saying to one of the girls she was a bit fucking weird wasn't she like and for some reason I had it in my head then I convinced myself that the woman was still in reception and she heard me say that about her yeah. and she was going to report me to my boss or she was going to go on and make a big complaint online and the salon name was going to be ruined all because of me Granny, she'd left the building and was probably in our car leaving the vicinity uh, I convinced myself that this was true no this gets worse Granny. oh god believe it or not sorry I'm just saying that because you want to see how Granny is looking at me <laughs> it gets worse okay right so that's fine um we clean up, I lock up, I go over, I'm standing waiting on the bus home. I couldn't, I just couldn't get on the bus. I was like, right. I went back over, unlocked the whole spa, alarms, the whole lot. And I rang this woman. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my God. And I asked her, had she left a watch in the change rooms? Because I'd found a watch. Just so I could hear her tone and see if she was shitty with me on the phone. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah, that's how bad it got. Like, and obviously, so, when she when you spoke to her, was she absolutely fine? Oh, she was fine, but I still wasn't relieved. But then I got on another bus, a later bus home, and I was sitting on this bus thinking that was a bit mental, lame. Like, 
like you can't be doing things like that like yeah. that's not normal I think yeah so, and it comes into it as well like it's completely separate point but like as well like safety and stuff like I don't know what the, the situation was there but I know when we worked in the salon you'd never leave someone else on their own so you going back into the building on your own like you know what I mean all that yeah. type of stuff like getting a later bus which you weren't supposed to get like but like say that rational stuff paled in in, in significance to this problem this that fear of was that there. woman hearing me saying she was weird yeah that you really knew she didn't hear, but she could have heard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I completely like. I can understand like when you're explaining it to me why you were there and why that happened. But like you say, it does take. I suppose for you, you're probably like right. Like this isn't because I suppose at the same time you're thinking nobody else has done that. No one else does these things. Why am I doing it? No one else would care if yeah. she heard something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it was, they just be like, "Oh well, it is. yeah." Do you know what I mean? We all yeah. have a bitch about people. Yeah, no one would care. And I did it. Um, oh, there was another day I was working, and I was I just give them feedback, and some of the feedback wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And in, I was standing waiting on the bus, and I was like, I knew I had only emailed it to the two bosses. I didn't accidentally reply to this girl's resume. I didn't send the email to her. I didn't randomly copy her in on the email. Yeah. But I had to go back and go on. Yeah, I had to power up the computer and double check the sent and then send it to myself so that I knew I didn't. And when I come back out, I was so frustrated with myself. I stood in the street in the middle of Beaufort Street, which is like O'Connell Street. Like it's so busy. Yeah. I stood in the middle of that street waiting on the bus and the tears just streamed my face because I was mm. so frustrated with myself at that yeah. point. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? Yeah. Because you drive yourself crazy yeah. worrying about things that you just, even if they'd happened, it's not the end of the world. No. Like, I, really, yeah. you have to say to yourself, in the grand scheme of things, will this matter in six months? No. no. None of it will. No, I know, but that's the rationale. Like, even if that... I got sacked for calling someone a weird bitch, like, <laughs> that doesn't matter. I know, <laughs> but like, like you say, but you would probably, like, this is me completely guessing, but in that moment, of rather being sacked like because you would have been so worried about it you know what I mean like that doesn't even matter you're like if I've done it wrong I need to sort of sort this out yeah everything everything must be perfect yeah 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 of course um so was that I suppose when that started happening and I suppose you know depending on the situation and the uh, the events as such that led to it what what did you decide to do then like how did you even know what to do because it seems to me it's like you go to a GP when you are vomiting or yeah. you've got a sore throat. So where where do you go? What do you do? So this wasn't my first rodeo with shrinks and everything else. So I kind of knew the way it works in Australia. You go to your GP and they give you um, a referral to a psychologist or whatever. So <laughs> it was the Friday where I went in and rang the woman, you know, the completely normal thing you do. Yeah. Um, I booked an appointment on the doc- with the doctors for that night. They okay. see you till like eight o'clock over here. It's yeah. mad. So there's a doctor's across the road from my house. So I went over at seven o'clock on a Friday evening. I sat in front of him. I was like, I'm going mental. And he just started laughing. He was like, why is that? And I was telling him and he was like, you're not going mental. And I was like, have you listened? Have you heard? Like, yeah. I clearly am. And he was like, you're not going mental, Elaine. People who go mental don't know they're going mental. And you yeah. know what you're doing is not rational, but you can't control it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, mental. <laughs> yeah, why so, you listening to me? spoke to him. I know, honestly. He gave me a prescription for, I suppose they're antidepressants, but they're used for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Basically just, anxiety is 
too much adrenaline in your mm-hmm. system and too much cortisol. Cortisol is basically the hormone that wakes you up in the morning. Yeah. So I have cortisol and adrenaline. And when those two bitches get together and have a party, oh, good Lord. You feel it. It's a shit show is the only word for it, right? Yeah. It's crazy. So the medication was essentially going to lower the adrenaline yeah. and higher my serotonin. But by this point, I had also convinced myself that I was allergic to absolutely everything. Right. Water. Water. What percentage of your body is made up of water, Granny? But no, I was allergic to it. What, like in every aspect, like drinking it, washing yourself with it, like... No, just drinking it. I'm not that mental. (laughs) So you couldn't drink water, okay. No, I could, but see, this is the thing is, right? It was, for me and my anxiety, it was complete control. Right. I had to know what was happening at all times. Yeah. So (laughs) going into the supermarket across the road from work and there's like a particular brand of water I always Mm -hmm. buy. Like just say, what is that at home? Like River Rock or something. I can't remember. Ballygown, right? (laughs) So I went in and they didn't have Ballygown and I was like, oh, I don't know about these other ones. Like I've not had them. I might be allergic to them. Oh my God. Water in a bottle, Garnia. If I touched a countertop, I'd be like, oh. I touched that surface before. Oh, my hands were literally peeling. I was mm. washing them that much. Food, couldn't eat. I could only eat basic things that I knew was safe. Yeah. Um. Was it more like stuff that you had prepared? Like, I guess you wouldn't have been too comfortable to go out to a restaurant and potentially not knowing where this food came from, what was in it, like that type of stuff. Was it like mm. you would just eat what you could see and the prep and all of that side of things like... Yeah, and um, this is why I should actually add in. I have no allergies to anything. Yeah. I have no food allergies. I've never had a reaction to anything in my life, but I was allergic to everything. Right. Um, I stopped using mascara, which was a very, very unfortunate time for those photos, let me tell you. <laughs> Good God, because what happened to me instead, because I looked like absolute crap with no mascara on, because I have long eyelashes, but they're blonde. Yeah. So I look like I have the flu, right? So I was wearing like bright lipsticks okay right yeah to try and distract from the fact that I had no mascara on because I couldn't wear it I don't know why I would put foundation on my eyelids I'd put foundation all over me mascara I decided was going to kill me so you know death by mascara as you did so that was particularly bad and then that year that was 2017 I had to go home and be a bridesmaid at my one of my friends weddings at home and like they had to fake tan me, Grania. And then this makeup artist with her like deadly weapons, like her fucking contour brush and everything else, she yeah. was going to put a whole face in me. Oh my God. And she was probably going to try and stick eyelashes on me. Eyelash glue. Yeah. So you can imagine and the anxiety Sarah. leading up to that, oh. right? Leading up to that. So go home. Thursday night before the wedding. I think if Eamon didn't leave me that night, he never will. Like he's seen the crazy. I went and bought an eyeshadow palette, right? Now I hadn't worn an eyeshadow in years. Yeah. Wouldn't put anything on my eyes. And I went to bed. On my right thigh, there was 12 eyeshadow swatches. On my left thigh, <laughs> there was a patch of tan just to see if I woke up with any reactions in the morning. Oh my, so you did it like as a, <laughs> like a, a, like an actual scientific experience, like experiment, like I'm going to patch test this stuff. I patch test everything. Oh my God. I'm not, so, I'm not, I'm, look, I'm over that now. I still have like, I'll be nervous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But from no, like, like you say, you, you didn't have a reaction to makeup. You didn't have a reaction to tan. Like no. you say, this was not, because obviously. What um, I've, what I've learned is it, it's not the reactions. It's mm. the control. It's putting myself in such 
situations that I'm not sure of. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's all kinds of crazy, like. Because when you say about it. the patch test, because obviously working in hairdressing and even when you went to Australia and been in the beauty industry and that, like, patch tests are everywhere. So, like, that's quite a, like, a logical, like, normal thing to do. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's not something that we would do with every product or every, do you know what I mean? Like, no. I, like, I'm terrible and, like, don't sue me, anybody, but I don't patch test anything anymore. Like, even hair, I'll go and buy different hair products and stuff. I know I should and nobody follow my lead. I always say that don't do what I say but yeah I don't patch test hair colors anymore I'm fully aware of the risks of doing that because hair color has had you know people have had random reactions and stuff yeah um, like you say it wasn't even that it was like down to like cosmetics and like eyeshadow like you say which is um not saying it's it's fine because obviously people will have reactions but this was just like you say how you were how it was manifesting in you I suppose everything convinced myself I was allergic to everything it was yeah it was bizarre and you live in a world where you're terrified of everything you touch, yeah. literally everything you touch, countertops, a door handle, everything you think, oh God, have I touched that before? Am I allergic to that? Need to go wash my hands. Mm. Like it, if you weren't crazy, like it drives you crazy. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's nuts. And I wouldn't take the tablets the doctor had prescribed for me because I was convinced I was allergic to them and I was going mm. to die. And there were so many mornings I'd open it, put one in, I couldn't swallow it and I'd spit it back out. So I had that prescription in my bag then for about a year. I wouldn't take them. Oh my God. Just would not take them. So put myself through this absolute hell. And then I think it was 2019 then, start of 2019. My skin, I'd developed like dermatitis mm. all over my face just from pure stress. Oh my God. And it was so bad. Like, it was horrific. I could put all the makeup on I wanted, but it was just big red scaly lumps and you yeah. could just see it. Like, you could see the texture. Yeah. And then it and got it's painful. so bad. Dermatitis is painful. Yeah. Did you ever see that picture on my Instagram of my eyes? Yeah. I know. When you yeah. said that there, I was so, thinking, why do I remember a picture? But I do, yeah. I remember seeing it around yeah. your eyes. Yeah. My eyes, Grania. And, like, that was my biggest fear of anything happening to my eyes. So when all that happened, I was like, well, it's happened and I didn't this die. Yeah. So... Yeah maybe it's all right it's funny that isn't it that you although like unfortunate you had to experience that but like that nearly sometimes one of your biggest fears happening and and I didn't die you're like oh yeah actually but like but you don't know that if you haven't experienced it because how are you to know what the outcome is going to be yeah you just have to try these things don't you Mm. so I eventually started taking the tablets anyway so look they just just keep me on an even keel they, they don't numb you like there's all taboo and that around yeah. stigma around medication basically just balances out my hormones because all that anxiety and depression is is chemical imbalances in your brain yeah it basically balances out my hormones so that I can be rational so that I can go oh you know what I'm feeling a bit anxious today I feel a bit yeah. jittery what will I do will I do this will I do that instead of freaking out like because it never not that it never but like going to the extreme panic attacks and stuff are not a fun time yeah yeah like because I suppose it just it just helps me to be even it just helps me to be rational in my mind and go yeah you know what I am a bit weird about that I'm a bit afraid of that but fine like I'm all right experience it like more on a normal level whereas opposed to I suppose your your levels of yeah. your your feelings were like to the extreme every single yeah. day regardless yeah Gee, that mm. just imagining that because like I say I I don't have anxiety but I've had like you know stressful and anxious times and 
I just know how even for a short space of time how draining that is it affects everything it affects your, your eating it affects how you sleep it affects yeah. like just every part of your life and if you're going through that for so long like you must have just been exhausted exhausted and yeah. so over it like you just reach a point I did reach the point where when I was waking up in the mornings because as I said like the cortisol wakes you up mm. my levels were so high that I was waking up like having like mid panic attack so I was waking up in my bed having panic attacks where it's I'm the safest place in the world I'm in yeah. my bed yeah and it got to the point where I didn't want to die Grania, but I, I didn't want to feel like this anymore so where do you go from there yeah yeah you know it gets so bad where it just consumes your life you can't mm-hmm. think about anything else you can't function like you're, you're just a robot you're on autopilot you go to work you do what you have to do you say what you have to say but you spend the whole day, day sitting worrying about what's going to kill you today just to get like, by like literally just I couldn't talk like I developed all these things like for me anxiety was a lot of physical symptoms yeah I developed this thing with my throat I can't even explain it it's like like you can see what I'm doing yeah I'd be like swallowing a lot I couldn't get the words out yeah. I was tongue-tied I couldn't talk and you know me going you know I can talk oh, I, I could not talk which was a bit of a hindrance considering I was answering the phone all day and booking appointments shit yeah I couldn't breathe I couldn't get the breath into my diaphragm when I went to talk I was like like I couldn't speak yeah. because I was, my body was hyperventilating all the time. Yeah. I was breathing so fast all the time that I couldn't get air into me. I was on the verge of a panic attack all the time. And it was just a living nightmare. The thing as well that like I was sort of is, is tri- like in my head now and I'm thinking about it is like, obviously I can only even not even a 10% imagine how that felt for you. But I remember seeing you in 2017 and I was none the wiser that while oh. we're sat up in Marion Paul's house having um is it brisket what's that thing that you make oh beef jerky beef jerky that's it beef jerky and like all the nibbles and the drinks and all and conversations mm-hmm. flowing and everything's fine that really next to me you're doing all that socializing and I was like say none the wiser but yet you're also dealing with everything that's going on oh, in yeah. your head mm-hmm. like how you did that the trip home the visiting family and friends the wedding like a lot of big quite nervous situations anyway on top of everything on top of that like I don't even know how you were able to do all that uh, my father always says to me I should have went to Hollywood I'm a great actress yeah exactly. <laughs> that's exactly it though it's like putting the mask on putting the face on mm. um and I suppose you throughout your life you've learned how to do that like I don't mean that like that we should but sometimes I suppose depending on the situation and where you are it's it's easier to sort of just do that and just sort of you know pretend nobody wants to be different Grania everybody wants to fit in everyone wants to be normal everyone wants to be the same as everyone else and I didn't understand why I was thinking and feeling this way so I didn't think anyone else would no no and as I said it got to the point where I didn't want to die but I didn't want to wake up anymore so I knew right well this has to change what do you do yeah yeah so I went to the doctor went to a psychologist and she was fantastic I highly recommend it Oh, yeah. she's brilliant. Look, I've been to a few over the years, different kind of like counselors and stuff. A lot of them I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, went for one session and thought, oh, nobody can fix this broken brain. Don't like her. Um, the woman I went to was very scientific, which worked right. for me because yeah. that's how my brain works. I yeah. need everything to be broken down. I'm very mechanical. Yeah. 
And she basically just explained to me physically what happens in my body when I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. There's too much oxygen in the blood. Everything just goes haywire. And basically showed me how to do breathing techniques that help control oxygen in my blood. Mm -hmm. Takes about 15 minutes after you do it, but it just brings everything back down. Yeah. And if you can get control of your breathing when Mm -hmm. you feel like that all the time, you're you're good. Like you'll get there. It it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. There's there's a trick to it. Um, but yeah, because then you feel you feel you're in control of it. Mm. Like now when I feel it like panic attacks start to happen or whatever, like I literally sit there and go, Oh fuck off, like do your work. Do you know what I mean? You haven't killed me yet. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. And that's the thing. Panic attacks literally make you feel like you're gonna die in the spot. Yeah. But I haven't died from one yet. Yeah. I suppose it takes that like level of experience of having to actually go through it and get out the other side of it to to be able to look back and go, this has happened before. It's feckin' horrible, but I know it's gonna end. At some stage yeah. it's gonna end and I I can do it. I like what you said though about her being like scientific and stuff because I think oh she was so brilliant. You know, if you can like like say understand things, it makes like there's no point being like too scientific. But like say if something's this is so random. But I remember when me and Elaine would have trained me when I was in the salon. And oh she God. <laughs> trained me with color, and um, and I always remember you saying to me, and it's still, I remember it in all aspects of my life now, not just hairdressing. But you were like. <laughs> You need to know the rules before you can break the rules. And that's about color because obviously if we didn't know, like I say, I was training, so I needed the foundations and, you know, what color neutralizes other colors and all of that. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and when you know that and you fully understand it, then we can start to experiment and break the rules and blah, blah, blah. But that, that sentence. So you just saying there about her being scientific that like literally just brought that back. I was like, yeah, that's exactly. And and that's why I loved hairdressing because hair color is all just science. Mm -hmm. And I'm a science geek. I love it. Yeah. And like say, like as much as there's trial and error, just it's still like calculated. Everything is yeah, and there's do this and do this. Yeah, it's gonna end up like this. Like it's it's simple, sort of like when you know it. Mm. So I suppose what's it like now? Like that was 2019. How how's it now in 2021? Now it's much better because it, it just came to a point where you have to stop fighting it and accept it. Yeah. And when that was being said to me when I was in the depths of it, I was like, no, I'm not mm. accepting this. Yeah. Like, no. Right. I've read every book going, trust me. Yeah. My mother used to be posting me books. Books. <sighs> I'm so Australian. That's so embarrassing. Book. It's a book where I'm from. Books, <laughs> Elaine. Come on. All, right? <laughs> I told you you could I swear, know, but like, you're not allowed to say things like that. I'm not allowed to say <laughs> book. Wrong of me. But like, they just say to you, like, you know, when you feel the panic coming over you, just let it happen. And I'm like, fuck no. I'm getting I'm physically jumping up and yeah. I'm running. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to sit there and let myself have a panic attack Take and over. die. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you crazy? But yeah. it's literally the only thing you can do. Yeah. And I saw this great quote one time and it has stuck with me. I posted probably about once a year on my Facebook, my Instagram, just when I'm feeling it, it just reminds me. It literally just says, you can't control the storm, so stop trying. What you right. can do is control yourself. Yeah. Spot I can't stop the panic from yeah. happening, but yeah. I can I can control how I react to it. That's such a good analogy. So I can sit there and freak the hell out, yeah. or I can go, okay, this is happening. It's not pleasant. It's going to last for a few minutes, but yeah. I'll be all right. It's all in your reaction. 
yeah and acceptance and just going you know what I don't want to be this way and I have kicked and screamed and cried and shouted about why like why me why mm. am I like this why do I have to put up with this this is just a nightmare of course but yeah. Yeah, it's not going to change. My brain is the way it is. Yeah. So I just have to accept that this is me and it's part of who I am and it's what makes me who I am. Yeah. Basically, I'm highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. I, I, I hated when they described that to me. Hated it. Don't like the word sensitive. I'm like, no, that makes me think of some little wimpy cow in the corner crying yeah. over everything and that is not me. But it just means I feel everything. I feel everything very yeah, deeply. It's not like you're sensitive in it like like say you're not crying and getting upset over things but like um, like you say you're fully aware of every someone yeah, wouldn't even notice everything like an atmosphere in a room whereas you would come in and that would hit you like a ton of yeah. bricks I'm very sensitive to everything and everyone around me mm. if you were in front of me now and there was something wrong with you I would know you wouldn't yeah. have to open your mouth I'm very sensitive to everything around me. Yeah. And it's just who I am. And it makes me be compassionate. It makes me be a nice person sometimes, you know. When it's deserved. When it's deserved. <laughs> but it, it it does. It makes me who I am. But I, I have to learn to not be afraid of it, mm. embrace it, and kind of take control of it. Mm. And it's not easy. It's taken me years. Like, as I said, I was born this way. I've always had a crazy brain. I can't stop the way I think. No. That's just how, that's who I am and it's how I think. But now I'm able to be rational about yeah. how I think and go, all right, Betsy, that was a bit crazy now. Let's yeah. get off the crazy train. <laughs> You're all right. Like yeah. I'd be sitting on the bus coming home from work and like, this one happened the other day. Um, this guy got on, he was just, you know what, some people are just a bit dodgy looking. Yeah. I was just like, oh, oh, he looks a bit rough. Like, oh no. I remember physically pushing a button on a bus and getting off a bus nowhere near home. Because I thought this this guy was going to like stab us or shoot us or blow up us. Whereas the other day I just sat there and went, what's the chances I like, relax with you? Yeah. You and your crazy brain. There you go again. <laughs> but you were able to tell yourself that, like you say. Yeah, I'm yeah. at that point now where I, I, I know I'm being irrational and I kind of yeah. check myself and go, look, to be honest, Grania, sometimes I'm, I'm entertaining with it. Like... <laughs> sometimes it's Keeps very you. funny Keeps you <laughs> like, on your I'll, I'll ring Kelly like you know my mate yeah. Kelly I'll ring Kelly and be like guess what I did today and she's like oh Jesus let me let me get a cup of tea because she knows it's going to be entertaining yeah and like she always says to me like I don't mean to laugh to, like I'm not laughing I'm like no I'm laughing like go for it I understand yeah because some of the things I tell myself and some of the things I do like but like say, in that worried. moment this is like <laughs> It's fight or flight. Like you're literally living yeah. constantly in fight or flight. I this is so constantly random. on the edge. I say this. Well, we watch like David Attenborough and stuff like that. Um, and I will say, you know, when you watch the animals, and obviously they'll hone in on a specific animal for like an episode, or whatever. And I just feel so sorry for them because I'm like, their whole life is just survival. Obviously, ours is survival, but we've got a little bit more around that. It's not just about eating and drinking and sleeping and living to see the next day. But the way you're describing things, obviously, with like everything could kill you or everything is is going to end yeah. bad. You are literally living like an animal in the safari where yeah. you have to you have to be fully aware of your surroundings. Who's there? What At could happen? Where's my exit? Like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't even. So I wasn't going to use new shampoo, Gronya. <laughs> no. <laughs> or eyeshadow. Oh, God, I can only. How did you how did you get on when you got your makeup and that done for the wedding? Did you just sort of oh. go through it? When I'm very anxious and very stressed about a situation, it's it's just fight. Yeah. It's just let's just do it. Let's just power on. I had a great three weeks at home, but yeah, 
I only actually I only realized like coming back that I was an anxious wreck for a lot of it like mm. I got home on the Friday and the Sunday night here I had the worst panic attack I'd had in about 15 years wow and that that's when it got really bad and 2018 was just a bad year like there was crap happening at home. Eamon's mom died. Yeah. We were in the middle of renovating our house when Eamon's mom died. The renovations went on for ages and that's stressful. You know oh, yourself, people horrible. in your house, everything's upside down. Everything's a mess. Yeah. The renovations are only finished by about four days and my mother and sister arrived for a two week holiday. Oh yeah, yeah. And the first thing Sarah said to me is, what's going on with your face? Because of my skin. Oh, I was like, nice one, Sarah. God. What, no sisters, what would we do like, a family? Don't, they don't hold back. Jesus, no. Honestly, what would we they do don't a hold back. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah so. that's a lot, like you say. like Because that is the thing as well. Like I, like, I love going home, but at the same time, I go home for very short stints. Um, the longest we do is like Christmas time and stuff. Mm. But I do find sometimes, like you say, because it's out of the norm and out of the routine, that when I come back, I'm nearly like it knocks me for six I don't feel it when I'm there it's overwhelming you're going like you say you're on this adrenaline the whole time and you want to you want to be on your best form and you want to see everyone you want to do everything and then you come back so I can't even three weeks you're exhausted but like I can't imagine you doing a long haul flight time difference jet lag three weeks and I know from obviously meeting you how chock-a-block your three weeks were like every day it was Mm -hmm. someone else something else to do it was like an itinerary it was ridiculous I know, but like it's because, like you say, you try and fit everyone in. It doesn't do your, it doesn't do you any favors. Obviously, you're delighted yeah. that you get to do it, but when you go back, that just catches up on you. Something shocking. And like I've only been home three times in ten years. Mm, yeah. And the last time I went, not Christmas gone, obviously bloody Corona. Um, Christmas before, and yeah. I just went home with the attitude of, you know what, I'm not putting any pressure on myself to see everyone. Yeah. Because I've. I've traveled so far. It's Christmas. I want to see friends and family. Yeah. And do you know what? When I go back, if I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you. Oh, well, I'm just not going to put pressure on myself because it is. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's one of the, I remember with, it would have been your first time coming back and it was, so it would have been 2013. I only remember this because I missed you were having drinks in Brew and I missed it because I yeah, was, was twenty thirteen. Yeah. yeah, and I had only started seeing Nate. So I was on a visit over my first visit to England to meet his family and all of that. Dare you choose your boyfriend? I know. Me. But I remember saying this Rude. to you and feeling really and you were like, Bronya, you were like, it's fine. I, we haven't seen each other in years. We've kept in touch. Like I'll see it again, sort of thing. But I remember feeling really, really bad. But like you say, it's like it's so hard to catch up with every single person. Oh, it's, it's, it's impossible. You yeah. can't. And then when you, you just can't, I find as well, like it's one of them, like you can sort of say, right in this visit, I'll see this person, this person, this person. And then in the next visit, I'll see these other three people because like in every visit, I still feel like as much as I see my family, it's never enough. Like I want to see them more than yeah. I ever get to. So you're like, you don't want to, like I always say quality over quantity. So you don't want to be like half an hour here, or half an hour there. So then it becomes like, yeah, do I see more people, but for less sort of time or, and I think, yeah, the, the more you do it and the longer you do it, you realize, right, look, I have to just do what, what feels best. And the, the people. Yeah. And that's stressed as you out. So you can imagine my brain. Yeah. That, like. And like, like I say, people see me, like I bump into people on the town. Cause like, they're like, are you home again? Oh, she's home again. She was only home a month ago. Do you know what I mean? Like people are used to seeing me around the town. It's not a problem, but I can imagine yeah. the pressure when it's like, Elaine, I haven't seen you in so many years. And it's like, I know, but like another few years and I'll see you on the next trip. It's grand. We'll, we'll, we'll see each other then. And if we don't, there's always another trip like it's bloody hard so I can't even oh. imagine what it's like I, I just seen Eve like when Eve comes home and that 
and I'm just like I know some I'm like Neve. Um, I'll come up to your house, and I don't like I'll be there with her. But it's like Grand Central Station. People just coming in wanting to catch yeah. up, wanting to see her, and I'm just like, she's like, I'm really sorry we haven't caught up, and I'm like, I'm grand, I'm here. Mary's got the drinks and the food flowing, like <laughs> I can't complain. Like, but it's just, yeah, I I don't think I I would be able for that because I get overwhelmed with like attention on me as well. So when mm. people are pulling you from pillar to post, I like go yep. in into a shell. I'm like, no, I can't, can't. It's a lot. Yeah, definitely, bloody hell. So you've said obviously you've you're you still on the medication then. Oh yeah. Is that something that you're going to be on pretty much forever? Like, um, it's up to me, really. Yeah. It's yeah. funny. I was only actually at the doctor's last weekend getting my prescription, and he said to me, "Oh, you've been on this, you know, just a little over two years now. Did you want to start thinking about coming off it?" And my exact words to him were, "Fuck no." <laughs> and he just started laughing. <laughs> and he was like, "You know, it's fine. Some people take it for six months. Some people take it for a few years. Some people are on medication for life." And I said yeah. to him, "Listen." It doesn't change me as a person. Yeah. I'm still psychotic. Ask Eamon. <laughs> I'm still me. I still have feelings and mood swings like anyone else. Like, it doesn't numb you. Yeah. It just balances out my hormones so that I'm even. So that when I have a panic attack, because I will, they're going to happen. It doesn't knock me for two weeks. I don't yeah. spend the next two weeks going, oh God, I've gone back to where I was five years ago. Oh, like It, it just helps me to be rational and keep me even. And it works for me. It yeah. doesn't work for everyone. There's loads of different medications out there. This one works for me, yeah. keeps me sane. And it's the best thing I've ever did for myself. Yeah. To be quite honest. And like, say, if it's working for you and, you know, it, it fits into your lifestyle and your routine, like, do you really want to change? It's it? not broke, like say, don't fix it. Exactly. Exactly. That was a quote that literally came to my head a second ago. Um, so alongside, like I say, because it doesn't, it doesn't numb you. I think that's the thing. Sometimes depends obviously what medication you're on, how you react and all of that. And neither one of us are medical or scientists or anything like that. Obviously Elaine would like to be a scientist, but technically we're not. Um, so I don't am. take, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you are, you're a hair scientist. <laughs> so don't take our word for it, obviously. But um, I know some people like say they might be on too high a dose or not strong enough. So they mm. maybe feel a lot more numb or they still feel the ups and downs. Um, yours has got you, I suppose, to a stage that you're comfortable with. But when you do find, I suppose, that even with the medication that you're, you know, potentially can feel that you're a panic attack might be coming on or situations might be feeling a little bit more out of control and you can feel your anxiety sort of getting worse. Is there anything that you do or anything that you've found like helped you in that situation, like to sort of cope with it? Um just the breathing techniques really yeah just deep breaths yeah in through your nose out through your mouth breathing from your diaphragm it yeah. just and it has to be like at least five or six seconds long for the full inhale and exhale wow needs to be slowed controlled breathing it regulates the oxygen in your blood brings everything back to normal yeah because when you're panicking and when you're not feeling yourself it's just adrenaline yeah and that's literally what I say to myself as well Anytime I'm jittery, like I feel my whole inside like vibrating. I'm like, oh, good God, here we go. Mm. I just sit there and go, it's just adrenaline. It's yeah. all it is. And yeah. it has to go somewhere. So, yeah, I, let, I go to my feet and I, I get up and I walk back and I walk it off. Yeah, true. Get up and like, like you say, move. Exercise. Yeah. Exercise is great. Yeah. That five to six second deep breath, though, that's because I like I do a lot of deep breathing and stuff with, with like a few things and I'm very much about like if I even feel a little bit like overwhelmed I will stop and be like mm. breathe like yeah I say it to Nate all the time he's rushing around I'm like stop breathe. just breathe but like five to six seconds is actually quite a long time if you're it's quite a long time yeah to do one like full um, breath because 
I think I get that's how your breath should be yeah because I noticed it where my psychologist did um my psychologist did a breathing test on me the first day she met me that's the first thing she did she said to me right I'm going to time you for 15 seconds I want you to just your breaths in and out count them as one see how many you take should have been taking what was that three three breaths yeah um I had breathed in and out 10 times oh my and she was like that's why you're on the verge of hyperventilation all the time you're breathing yeah. and I and, but then right that creeped me out to start with because I was like oh, what's wrong with me why am I not breathing normally what's happening there's something <laughs> else. it's just it's just all those hormones in yeah. your system running wild and you don't know what they are so you're afraid and you're panicking and you're freaking out yeah but when you can get control of your breathing and realize that this is just anxiety mm. rearing its little ugly head it's just adrenaline yeah and I'd just be like back in your box yeah not today not today (laughs) that was one of my favorites too much to do today not today (laughs) say I say that one all the time um no that's spot on like and it's so I suppose it's nice to hear that that like I don't mean something so simple but like we breathe every day all day every day and the fact that just by doing it correctly actually can probably help like properly help is like I don't know, there's something yeah. really nice about bringing it back to the basics of, like, it's not like, yeah, I yeah. stand on my head and I lean against the wall. You know what I mean? Like, it's no crazy. It's not costing like, you money. No. You don't have to go to here, there and everywhere. If one more person had said to me, mindful meditation or yoga, I'd have smacked them in the <laughs> mouth, Grania. Because I can't sit long enough yeah. to be mindful. No, I'm... Or meditate. Are you nuts like it's like switch off your brain yeah how am I meant to sit there and meditate yeah are you joking yeah no it doesn't work and if one more person tells me oh just meditate really I'd never thought of that (laughs) yeah thanks for that it just doesn't work for some people no no and I've tried yoga and meditation breathing techniques won't work for someone else either like I'm not saying everything I do is correct it works for me yeah but isn't that amazing though that you've found that like and I'm like I'm I'm exactly the same as you. I'd love to be able to meditate. I would love to be able to sort of switch off my mind and do all that. But actually for me, meditation is just sometimes sitting and breathing, but my brain's not switched off. I'll have an eye, like you, I'll have a podcast on or I'll be doing something because the idea of switching off no, my brain. God, no, You may as well tell me that I need to like climb Mount Everest because I'm like, well, I can't switch it off. So I'm not doing it. And that's it. I just write it off because I'm like, it's a waste of time, but I can breathe as long as my brain is allowed to keep going because it this doesn't switch off like you say like I have to count yeah. sheep at night time sometimes to go asleep because I'm like oh for god's sake I wish I, had I have to listen to switch. music oh yeah see I I could I used to do that and listen to podcasts but then it would wake me and then switching them on and off then that would wake me too much so um I couldn't do that and I know loads I don't know that... about music but on your podcast you can set a sleep timer oh in your podcast right oh yeah she's you can do that you can on audible sleep actually. Timer, like for it yeah you can do it on like your books and stuff yeah you can set it so that like it turns off in 15 minutes or half an hour or whatever yeah that's actually spot on because that's what it is it just changed your life Grania. Yeah. look at this <laughs> elaine crosby changing lives one day at a time like honestly because <laughs> i would be listening to music and then something would change and the song would go into like bloody i don't know fucking trance music or something and then all of a sudden, yeah literally <laughs> And then I'd wake up and I'm like, oh my God. So like, yeah, 
um, I, I must start doing that because you know I've started doing actually to switch my brain off before I go to bed is read, which is something I used to do years and years ago. And I find it yeah. it's still hard now, but I'm getting better the more I've done it. And I've got a Kindle. Nate's mom and Steph have got me a Kindle for Christmas. So I literally will make myself read at least Happy like, days. yeah, a page. I'm like, read a page. And if I don't remember, I have to start again. Cause I'm like, don't just read it. Cause I'm like, what am I doing tomorrow? Why do I have to do that? Okay. Don't forget to do that. Don't like write and listen. Oh my God. I thought that was just me. The amount of times I've had to reread books, Grania. Oh my God. Cause I, I read it and go, I've just read four pages and I couldn't tell you what I've just What's read. Cause I'm yeah. not concentrating on it at all. Yeah. That yeah. I find that that's the re- the main reason why I've taken up reading again is to help with my concentration. Like uh, someone will send me a text and I'm so bad for like skim reading. I, I always blame it on recruitment, but I don't think that's the case. But in recruitment, when someone would send me their CV, I would literally scan it, look for the keywords, yeah. the words I'm looking for, and then that'd be it. So if you sent me like a paragraph, I would literally pick out the words I need to see and then that'd be it. But I never like consumed anything fully like I cannot read anything so now I'm like right you need to learn how to read so I like read even a magazine read a chapter of a magazine or you know little things like that to like train my brain because it's I think as well like with with social media and with the way I blame so much stuff on social media like this podcast is just me hating on social media all of the time but not social media but just how quick information is readily available we just consume so much that it's like I don't know we're afraid we're going to miss something so like just scan reading and just picking different bits and pieces and it's just yeah so I've I've taken up reading not that anyone's asked but I've taken up reading and that helps my helps my concentration and obviously being able to do one thing at one time um yeah I'm done with multitasking I used to think I was amazing because I could multitask that's the biggest waste of effort ever that I've ever done was trying to do too many things at the same time I don't recommend it exactly oh just yeah, chill. I, yeah, like this this whole thing, like women are great at multitasking. We can do it. it. Doesn't mean that we're doing it well though, or that we should be doing it. Like I can multitask if I need to, but nothing ever gets done right. Like, oh my god, so many things where I should have <laughs> not been multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> right, last question. Okay. So, I, this is sort of similar to the last one, but I suppose either any advice you'd give to somebody, I suppose, who's maybe had similar thoughts to you or sort of had feeling similar or even flipping on its head and what you would say to your younger self sort of in when you were feeling all these feelings because I suppose like you say you didn't you weren't aware that this wasn't sort of how you should be feeling but also you didn't know you you knew that obviously other people weren't necessarily feeling the same way Um, and someone who's potentially feeling alone and sort of as if they're the only one what would you say to them oh massive questions to finish on same old thing like just talk to someone yeah because a lot of it is being in your own head too much Mm. and what you tell your brain it believes oh yeah I shared something Uh, yesterday actually about like facts I can't remember what it is I need to find it you know what I saw that I saw (laughs) that and it made me think of um if another thing my psychologist did with me at the time but literally and as well like Thoughts and feelings, they're not real. No. They're not facts. They're, they're all just based on thoughts opinions. and feelings. Yeah. So I can feel scared or feel whatever. It doesn't mean that I actually have a reason to be scared. Mm. Like your brain lies to you a lot. It yeah. tells you a lot of things that just aren't true, but your brain will believe what you tell it. Yeah. That woman explained it to me like she said, right, there was a computer behind me. She said to me, if I told you... <clears throat> If I mapped your brain and I told you, pick up that jug of water and pour it over the computer. And if I told you to just think about doing it, 
not actually physically doing it, just sit and think about if she's watching my brain, mapping my brain on the screen, she can't tell the difference from me physically doing it or just thinking about doing it. Yeah. Your brain believes everything you tell it. That's scary. Which is scary, but very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like flip it on it. It's, it is very powerful. It's very scary, but very powerful. You literally have control of your mind. And if you yeah. tell yourself, I'm not skinny enough. I'm not good looking enough. I don't look like this. I don't look like that. You're right. You think that because your brain tells you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, it's sort of a bit different, but like, um, I've read The Secret and I've watched obviously the documentary version of it on like Netflix and stuff. And I know some people don't like believe in all this and that's fine. It doesn't really matter. But it's going back to the whole power of your mind and like the way that there was one guy um, and he was completely like paralyzed and he was told he had X amount of days to live. But in, and he was on a, an oxygen machine, so he wasn't even breathing for himself, but his brain was fully active. And he said that he remembered obviously reading about the, the power of the mind and how he would imagine himself breathing. Now, he wasn't his body physically wasn't breathing. It was breathing through the machines. But when they did take the the life support off, his lungs did start to breathe. And then he would imagine himself walking and all of this stuff. Like you say, your brain, they've done it with like um, athletes where they'll um, they'll get them to sit and imagine they're running a race and then they'll get them to do it. And the, the levels of the brain and sort of the activity in the brain is exactly the same, even though it's exactly the same on a chair. I love that. I think about it. Bloody t- I just think that's so cool. It's so weird. So yeah, my biggest thing would just be talk to someone. Don't suffer yeah. in silence because nine out of 10 people are suffering in their own way. Yeah. It may not be as extreme or they might not have the same thoughts as you, but every one of us is going to go through this at some stage in our lives and Mm. it's normal yeah and it can happen to anyone yeah anxiety and depression don't discriminate no nobody's nobody's too good to get it no nobody has too much money too much this or that no No. life is too good it's the same as any illness though like you know uh, a, a broken leg doesn't care what your job is and what your your bank account looks like if you fall and you hurt yourself your leg's gonna break it's irrelevant what else is going on in your life same as your your it can happen to anybody at any time and all I would say is just talk to someone Mm. it doesn't have to be like a psychologist or a doctor but just let somebody know what's going on inside your head so they can keep an eye on you and try and help you be rational and if you get to the point like me where you can't be rational for yourself go and get yourself some help because it's it's so normal these days. I know. It's because as you say, we consume too much. Mm. There's too much to compare ourselves to. There's too much to worry about, too much to think about. Life's yeah. a lot. Life is hard, man. Jesus. Life Preach. is hard. Yeah. And we all are just trying to get on in our own little ways. Yeah. And it's, it's just, you know, those, I hate seeing them, but you've just kind of made me realize this evening chatting to you. You know, with all this thing, you know, like, oh you don't know anyone's going through just be kind you never know but I'd be like oh I've just seen it so many times yeah but there we are 2017 sitting in our friend's house in Ireland and I am dying on the inside and you had no idea no idea no no idea no not even at all it just shows you you actually don't know what anyone's going through no and and I think yeah like say as much as I think it's I'm I'm similar to you when I see them things I'm like okay like for me it's like it's been done let's move on <laughs> but like say it and also do it I see it being shared yes. so much that I'm like there's no point saying it if you're not going to back it up by actually doing it and like I always remember that like it's it's so hard like I'm not saying I'm a saint or anything like that I am far from it but like 
even if I get so angry, no like, yeah. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> up, Elaine. you know, when you're in like a shop or something and something, you know, like you could have the worst experience, the worst customer service. I always have to remind myself of like, what's going on at home with that person? That person doesn't have anything against me. You know, they could have had the worst news of their life this morning. And it doesn't mean that like my, my experience, you know, I'm obviously entitled to feel how I feel, but I shouldn't, I shouldn't be quick to just sort of throw that on that person because yeah if if they told me oh actually this happened this morning that would completely change how I approach this person so I always in the back of my mind imagine what if that person's going through something how would I actually approach the situation and yeah it is it's just be kind and be, and just be mindful because we don't have a fucking clue like nobody no. has a clue what anyone's going through um and yeah just yeah talk just talk some more um and just just to be me I have to say that sometimes people are just rude (laughs) (laughs) oh you would have to say that Elaine yeah but I feel like you say like it's funny because obviously where I know you so well like you're so um like when you say things it's so black and white but like it's never unjustified it's because I know you though like I know that it's justified if you've if you've said something was bad I'm fully believing it was bad because you're not you're not like just out to like be pissed off about something you always give someone the benefit of the day and if you turn around and say that somebody was an absolute fucker I'm like right well that's it that person's a fucker because if Elena <laughs> said it it must be true just because of how I know you and and um like I say we only worked together for such a short while but I suppose Monday well it was Isn't Monday, it mad Tuesday, I would have thought it was longer well I joined in the end of August and then you left in the April and I went away the following April yeah so like yeah what about six seven months wow no, can't do it, even do the maths but I yeah, would I have thought it was way longer than that I know but we work when you work like the same people every day five days a yeah. week like and in that type of environment as well like you have to get to know each other quite quickly and understand mm. how to the different um personalities and all that um so I think that's probably why like you you become like sisters like and you either get along or you don't <laughs> it's just one of them environments oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> good old hairdressing um but yeah I'm so I'm so glad that we got to work together like even for the few months I don't even know what my whole experience I stay there for another few years and um even the good the bad and all that I still always look back on the like with fond memories because I just think like the people I got to meet and all I got to learn and stuff um and I obviously got to meet you out of it which is like a massive bonus mm, darling same no, you know what's funny actually because your stories came up this week of obviously 10 years since you went to um, Australia you literally left and my stories the same day was Neve my best friend coming back from Florida and she came back just as you left and then she was home for like nine months and then she went to Australia and you commented underneath I had the thing like oh best of luck Neve's going to Australia and you were like give her my number and let her know if she ever needs anything blah 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 and now like 10 years later and the two of you are like still really good friends (laughs) I know isn't it just mad but I love that I remember watching it and thinking like like Elaine left my life Neve came back and then Neve left and now they're in each other's life like it's just yeah sorry about that yeah thanks (laughs) I took her you're welcome (laughs) but yeah I just love it like I just love all that like timing and you know divine timing and all of that stuff and before we wrap up before I forget I'm going to get this quote actually because this is going to be mine for today do you have a quote? You've actually said a few throughout this episode. I don't know if you're aware. Um, you've quoted a few different things, but do you have any quotes that resonate or that you really like? Because we like to always finish with a quote. Does it have to be to do with anxiety? No, or just normal day life. About anything and anything at all. I saw this years ago on Facebook, right? 
and I I live by this now and I think you're probably going to piss yourself laughing so don't take a sip of that water right now because okay. I it couldn't be it couldn't be more me right it's basically do no harm but take no shit oh my god <laughs> I thought you were going to say like do That's no harm me. leave footsteps not memory you know what I mean I thought it was going to be one oh, of them like no. but take no, no shit that honestly yeah. like without being morbid, me. you need to get that on your gravestone at some stage like I know seriously that is like but that is you actually you never bad at the same time you're not a walkover I love Mm-mm. that that's spot on actually you, you know do you no harm that? but you take no shit girl on you yeah. I have no idea it was just a meme I saw on Facebook one time you need to get that tattooed. and I was like yes that's actually how I am I never knew how to describe it before <laughs> but yes that is me if you were going to write a quote that's what it would be that, that's, that's what it would have been quote. right this is mine that's the me. one that I said that we mentioned earlier that I, I shared yesterday on Instagram so it oh. says don't believe everything you think thoughts without careful examination are often someone else's opinions um and i i'm not actually 100 sure who wrote this it's on tala which is a, a sustainable gym gym wear company so i'm not sure if it was one of their guys that wrote it or who wrote it but i just seen it yesterday just like proper like hit me Um, i share quotes all the time on my instagram and that but that one i was like actually it's like this oh sorry i'll, I'll go off on this tangent and then i promise i'll come back <laughs> i won't keep you much longer <laughs> But this whole thing about like nobody is the same to any other person. Like Elaine to me is one way, but nobody else would look at you in exactly the same way as I do. It's the same as I look at mm. myself in a way. Nate would look at me different. You would look at me different. And like who we actually are is all just a massive buildup of opinions, thoughts, feelings and experiences. And that just blows my mind that like I even wondered, like, do I look what I think I look like in the mirror? I probably don't to you. I probably look completely different. Like that's freaking crazy. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. I've given myself a bit of a moment. I'm like, oh. yeah, I'm having right. a bit of I an existential you. crisis. <laughs> Go make another cup of tea. Yeah, I need one. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think it's important to remember that. I'm going to get that one again, just quote again, just to, because I was extra conscious of my THs. So yeah, it was don't believe everything you think. Thoughts without careful examination are often someone else's opinion. Um, so remember that one. And it's like, so true. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's quite liberating as well. Um, as much as it's scary, it's just like, yeah, remember that that that's just because someone else's opinions or ideas or thoughts or what they think, it's just their opinions and thoughts. They're not facts. Nothing is a fact. And you know what else? You don't have to care about it. I know. That's quite that's quite a difficult one, but one that I think the older I'm getting, oh, yeah, no, I can't like, do it. But yeah. normal people don't care. Yeah. But like, no, I can't do that. I know. But if we I so care lovely. about everything. Yeah. This is what we care too much. <laughs> too I can't much caring. Yeah, you do. But, but like say it makes you who you are though. Like even yeah. been however many thousands of miles away, like I know if I ever messaged you, I know that you'd be there for me, like however million miles away. And like I say, yeah. I know you more from being in Australia than I mo- know from you actually like working I know together, that's mine but still I know you know when you sort of think who who could I ever rely on I know that you're one of them people so um thank you Aww. for that even though you My say that G star yeah I'm G over here or GG but G star is very much um My little G star yeah um but Elaine thank you so so much for talking to me like that no, was so no interesting. Thank you. I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Good. And um, I probably sound like a crazy person. No, you crazy. actually don't though. That's the thing as well. Like you said it at one point, you were like, when I asked, obviously, um, what what would advice would you give people? And you were like, just remember it's normal. You actually sounded so normal, but obviously how it 
felt in your head obviously would have felt completely different but no like you didn't sound any which way like I've got like I say I'm I'm aware of how different mental health and mental illnesses and anxiety and stuff can be in different people and that but no you really didn't I just think you you sounded honest you sounded like you were and that's the thing as well you're fully functioning um I just think the whole thing is that you were able to keep going as you were as long as you were is just is just like applaudable um but I'm really really glad that you're sort of aware of it now and that you have reached out for to the to your GP and to psychotherapists and all that um and the fact that you're sort of saying like it's fine like in America they all have counselors they all have um psychotherapists and that like it seems to be a thing they oh, do they're nearly assigned one when they're born yeah whereas here it's like oh you don't go until like you're at absolute breaking point and it's like maybe if yeah. we went to one just before that we wouldn't actually get to breaking point exactly. but it's just not the thing is it but yeah no. um you've definitely normalized and sort of given a, a proper overview and um yeah I definitely think anyone who's maybe not as aware or not sort of as as clued up with it will definitely have a a good strong appreciation and understanding of it after you're sharing your experiences so thank you so much no worries at all thank you very much I'll chat to you soon, see you soon <laughs> bye, bye. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would honestly mean the world if you would leave a review. I would genuinely appreciate that. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button so you get notified of any future episodes. Thanks again, guys, and I'll hopefully see you back here soon. Lots of love, Jake.